0: Hey, everybody, welcome to Trek to the Holodeck. I'm Darius. I'm Dylan. And I'm Jan. On Trek to the Holodeck, we are doing the hard work of definitively ranking the best episodes of Star Trek featuring the Holodeck.
1: And you might be asking yourself, what is a holodeck? If you've never seen Star Trek before and you somehow, you know, stumbled your way into this podcast, uh, it's like VR or like holographic video games. You walk into a room and then. Things appear wherever you want to go, and you can interact with them.
0: So in ranking these episodes, we've developed a complex algorithm mm-hmm. called the Drask system. TM. Uh, yeah, so we take into account dialogue, romance, action, stakes, camp, and uh, there's another one, I forget, suspense, to, to figure out exactly the, the order of uh, the best to worst episodes, Katrina Yeah. Holodeck.
2: Uh, and then you're probably being like, okay, so you got your cool system, the Drask system, and you now know what the holodeck is. So how are you guys doing? Like, what what are you guys choosing? How are you guys choosing episodes? And honestly, it's literally any episode that has the holodeck in it, whether the whole episode takes place in the holodeck, or like we walk past the holodeck and the door is open and we see Data fucking around in something like
1: that's going to be an episode. <laughs> and you may have gotten this far in the episode and been like, well, God damn it, tell me what episode you guys are doing this week. <laughs> uh, and this week we're doing Emergence Season 7, Episode 23 of The Next Generation that originally aired on May 9th, 1994.
0: So, everybody, why don't you come along with us as we
1: Trek, Trek to, to the heart?
3: Believe these simulations to be this real.
0: Much of it is real, sir. I disengage the safety protocols. don't that even a holographic bullet can kill, it's all a holographic simulation.
1: Please enter program.
0: I was thinking of something
1: a little more intimate. Program complete. When enter, that was the most like Barney version of that. I think we've ever <laughs> ever dead. Come yep. on, Come on, in. In. Back to
2: the holiday. Back to the holiday. I'm right. I'm uh, right. Swaggy. Cool. Well, uh, this is a, episode uh, 174 of TNG. Um it's a lot of episodes.
1: There's so many
2: episodes. No
0: show would have that many episodes anymore. Seriously. No. It would have to take 17 seasons to shame. get to 174. Yeah. It's a shame. It's truly a
1: shame. It was written by Joe Manoski. Manoski? Uh, he read, wrote 57 episodes of Star Trek, including one of Discovery and also one of the Orville, which is pretty fucking cool.
0: Right. I guess it would be 58 if we, if we include the Orville. Yeah.
1: We can just, let's, let's include him.
0: Yeah. This guy knows Trek.
1: Yeah. He fucking knows Trek.
0: And uh, our, our boy, B.B., Brandon Braga, Bebe, Bebe. came up with the idea for the story. Yeah. Apparently, these two are like the weirdos of the Star Trek The Next Generation writing staff. And they always came up with
1: like the craziest, wildest ideas. B.B. and Minoski. Joe Minow. Joe Minow. Joe Joe Minow. I love Joe Minow. That's hilarious. Uh,
2: Cliff Bol, I think that's how you say his name, uh, directed this episode. And man, let me tell you about Cliff Bol. He <laughs> directed... 42 whole episodes of Star Trek, 25 of TNG, 7 of wow. DS9, and 10 of Voyager, including our favorite Tuvix episode, which we might get to cover at some point.
1: <laughs> Tuvix?
2: Yeah, we just got to check to make sure the holodeck's in it. <laughs> yeah. uh, this episode was his 25th episode of TNG, making him the most prolific director in the TNG annals. Uh Yeah, anals. him and David
0: Livingston are like the guys. top 2 hours of yeah actual star trek con- content directed yeah. it's pretty wild it's pretty
1: incredible so he and knows music- what he's doing
2: he knows what he's doing when it comes to a tng yeah, episode oh, yeah. right oh yeah i mean he's directed a whole more than a seasons worth <laughs>
1: that's insane and the music is done by none other than our boy jchoo Jay Chet- Jay Chet- Chet- <laughs> <laughs> our boy chatty <laughs>
2: Hi, boy Chetty. <laughs> I really hope we can have Jay Chataway on this podcast at some God, point. I, f- I would love to have Jay Chataway on just to like walk us through his Just faves. so he
1: can be really fucking annoyed with us saying his name. Like that's...
0: <laughs> like, it is Jay Chataway. Chataway. It's the only reason I'm on this podcast. And we're just to-
1: like, Chataway! Chataway. You know, I, think,
2: I think he's probably a real cool guy. And he'd probably love uh, how we say his name. I so. hope so. I hope yeah, so. <laughs>
0: Uh, the guest stars in this episode are great. Yeah.
2: Oh hell yeah!
0: They're, they're really wonderful, yeah. and the the biggest name obviously is David David Huddleston, who plays most famous for the being the Big Lebowski. Yes. Uh, oh he yeah. Plays the
1: conductor. Yes. Yeah. He's really great as the conductor. Totally <laughs> oh, yeah. nails it.
2: Totally. Yeah. yeah, he is great all the time, and I was wondering what I knew him from. So thank mm-hmm. you for it's it's from like everything. Yeah. He's like in He's one yeah, of those guys.
0: Of yeah, totally That's one of awesome. those guys. Vinny Argyro, or Argyro, plays the hitman. I was kind of bummed about this. He he's fine, not Slade Bender. Not I wanted Slade, Slade Bender. Bender. <laughs> it was clearly supposed to be Slade Bender, right? right? It was yeah. the guy from the 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 Manhunt episode. Yeah,
1: should have been. And they
0: and I was like, "Oh, did he did the actor pass away or something?"
2: But no. Still alive. He's alive now. But they missed, Robert Costanzo. Even if they couldn't get the same actor, or they didn't want to get the same, you could still make the character Slade Bender, right? Yeah. Yeah. This
1: could have been a really awesome, like, where we've been through the holodeck episode, where like all totally. the characters come back from all their holodeck programs and are there, and they're like, "What the fuck is going well, on?" A, you know, it's the
2: last season. It's like half of half TNG. That. It's like yeah. one of the last episodes of TNG.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: That would be awesome. Uh, Thomas Kopach or Kopachi. I don't know how to say his last name. Kopash, Kopash. He'll come on the
0: podcast and tell us how to say his name. <laughs> <Right>? uh, <laughs>
2: as the engineer. Um, and he had seven Star Trek appearances. And he's one of only five actors to do so. Um, I'm guessing, obviously, as like a background or featured actor. Um, I mean, he's, yeah, he just plays the guest characters, yeah. guest stars. Yeah. Yeah. That's because awesome. Because there's a lot of actors who actually got More than seven episodes,
1: yeah. (laughs) Right, not non-main, (laughs) non-main staff. (laughs) staff. Um, And then we finally we have Arlene Reed as Hayseed, uh, who is also in uh, Starship Mine in season six. Cool,
2: good job, yeah, good job. Would you guys
1: recommend watching this episode just for
2: the holiday content Mm. before we dive in? It's interesting because I think this. I think this episode's probably going to do really well with our Drask's system. Um, I'm
1: not sure, and it's a really
2: good episode, but I don't know how good the episode is when it comes to holodeck content, sure, watchability wise. Like it, it's really tied into the episode, right? Of what's going on in the episode. Yeah, but there's not a lot of story going on on the on the holodeck no. unless you know what's going on outside of the holodeck. I feel like
0: this. If you were to just watch the holodeck stuff, it would feel like a David Lynch movie.
1: Oh, totally. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. it would just be
0: like, what is going on? (laughs) Yeah, it's very well lit and well shot and strange. I was honestly, what is going on? A little
1: disappointed that when they went in, like Beverly Crusher and Picard didn't like dress up to go in, because I feel like they set it up for like. We need to figure out what's going on. And they're like, well, we should probably blend in. And then none of them are wearing the costumes. And I'm like, God, come on, guys. Like, get into it's it. Just, did Picard <laughs> go in? in their, no. I don't think Picard went. No, only Picard at the beginning. When he, yeah, I know. But it they set it up like Beverly Crusher was like, you should take a trip on the Orient Express. Oh, yeah, So they yeah, kind of yeah. set it up like Crusher yeah. and Picard were going to, like, go in and, like, have a time, you know? That didn't happen, so. Uh, yeah, cool. I'd say...
2: Um,
1: there's a there's a part in the holodeck, which we'll get to uh, with
2: data that I'm like, watch that one part with data because it's pretty funny. It's like it's, it's, it's pretty great. Gray. Yeah, um, yeah. But overall, at, if you want to watch a weird David Lynch type thing, yeah, watch watch this episode. But I'm not going to recommend it. Yeah, I would agree. Wow, you so that's as well. Wow, I I recommend it,
0: but that's purely. I'm overrode. I'm overwritten. You'll recommend overwritten. it purely based off the holiday content. Yeah, because there's a lot of it and it's weird. Okay.
2: No, that makes sense. But that's, it's I'm, not, I'm. It's
1: honestly not as weird as I expected. I, maybe I just felt kind of bland, but it felt just kind of like bland to me. There was some yeah. good stuff, but yeah, it didn't hit but, all the notes.
2: But I'll tell you something right now, Dylan. This is the end of Take Me On to the Hollow Sweets "Rain" you, in the top five. Fuck
1: <laughs> you. No, no. Absolutely not. I'm going to do everything in my power to stop that. You
0: should not have said that. You shouldn't have said gonna that. St- it's over. He's going to do the equivalent it's of over. shutting down the post office uh, to God. tank this episode. It's
1: done. It's tanked. It's officially tanked.
0: Uh, we're going to have to offset Dylan's votes. No, no, no. I won't take no, it. His, his I won't
1: ranking. take it. I'm going to be honest, though. I'm going to be brutally honest.
0: Yep.
2: Yeah, you
1: That's should
0: fine. be brutally That's fine. should honest. be.
2: We should always be brutally honest. Though. We're the definitive ranking. Yeah. Podcast. <laughs> Sorry, what were you gonna say, Jan? I had just had to piss Dylan off for a second.
0: Fuck oh off. no, no, I, I love, I love pissing Dylan off. Apparently, the the first draft of this was nuts. Like this times ten. Damn. And yes. they they looked at it and they're like, we cannot, we cannot film this oh, in thirty God. days. Like it would take us to, the time it would long. take to do a movie. That's unfortunate. <laughs> they they should have
2: just made it into a a, a um, TNG movie. Well, yeah. we
1: need They're, a holodeck movie. Why have right? they not poured millions of dollars into putting Picard and all the all of the boys into a holodeck movie? That's so. Really what they need what to do
2: need. is because uh, there's the rumors that Chris Hemsworth is back for a Star Trek move four with uh, uh, uh whoever in the, it is. What's it called? Pine and all them. Yeah. The Kelvin timeline. Yeah, Kelvin timeline. So what they need to do is bring the rec room in. Mm-hmm. and we'll just do a whole rec room movie with chris hemsworth
1: fuck yeah <laughs> <laughs> just an action movie just a just an act chris hemsworth action movie in the holodeck
2: what do you think that the
0: Calvin timeline holodeck would look like because you know how they they were like hey we'll we'll make engineering look well, it'll be the bud the anhauser bush brewery <laughs> like you know how they made a lot of those weird but kind of cool aesthetic choices like what would the holodeck look like In I'm imagining oh.
1: when they walk in it's like you know like stage lights when they come on and there's that that noise of like and it like yeah they'd walk in and all these lights select would go program. yeah and it'd be like select program <laughs> really intense
2: or it'd be like it would just be a, a much wider room mm-hmm. I kind of imagine too it could just be like a black hole Kind of a thing where you like walk in and it's like a void, a black void. You don't really see anything until oh, you bring something disgusting. up. Oh,
1: disgusting! Yeah, I or
0: it, because yeah. it's all like Apple, two thousand nine Apple marketing style. Yeah. You know that's a like white ha- room. what the enterprise looks like in those, those movies. It would room. just be white room. Yeah, totally. Joel, yeah. Joel Hodgman's standing in there. <laughs> Which pro- like select your program?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Justin Long's like, yeah, do you want a cool you one? <laughs> And in like the mirror universe, it would be like under the skin, like black water and this like black abyss, basically.
0: God, I want a mirror universe (laughs) holodeck, Kelvin timeline movie now. Oh, I was gonna say,
2: is there a mirror universe holodeck? Have we ever seen the mirror universes holodeck?
1: It would be so so nuts. Nine
0: episode, maybe. Maybe. You should look into it. You know,
1: yeah. you know the type of shit they do in their holodecks is fucked up, though. Like, you it's don't like want to spend all yeah, you don't want to spend a whole time in there. You I, just want to walk by the, and be like, "Oh
0: fuck!" I think that their their universe is so f- fucked up that their holodeck would actually be like the like nice, super Federation nice stuff. stuff. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's, fair. that's fair. That would be a weird getaway for people. It's like yeah. oh, I just want to like. I want to not worry about getting killed.
2: I want to just have the regular, like, nuclear family house with a white picket fence and, like, <laughs> it's never existed
0: in our universe, but it's that's something that sounds fun to me.
1: It's basically um, a place that's green from, uh, oh, fuck me.
0: P- Pleasantville?
1: N- well, yeah, Pleasantville. It's like, ple- okay. Yeah, yeah. It basically just Pleasantville. That'd be incredible. All right, well, we got way
0: off topic there,
1: yeah, but yeah, I jump. think that
2: those are great pitches. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> let's jump into um, a little bit of trivia before we get into. Or do you want to do synopsis first? Let's do synopsis first. I let's think, jump into the synopsis, and then we we'll, want to do synopsis before the trivia. Uh, no. Let's just run through. I guess you're right. Let's just run through the trivia real quick, and let's then we'll do a quick synopsis. Trivia. The trivia yeah. is pretty fun because they didn't have to build any of the sets for this. They've all been constructed. Um, the train set was a reused. From Bram Stoker's Dracula. <gasps> That's um, sick. That movie yeah. just slaps my guy. That movie's awesome. They just went in and they Copla. changed the Edwardian yeah. interior and refurbished it to the 1920s. Because um, obviously you you would notice, right? You'd be yeah. like, this is Edwardian. Yeah. And <laughs> Orient
0: Express is in the 1920s. So this holiday <laughs> episode is bullshit.
3: <laughs>
2: and Bull, Bull com- commented that the train was marvelous. And if they had built, uh, if we had built that there, would have been another hundred and twenty grand that would have subtracted from everything else. So like, what's
1: everything else that they
0: and like all those episodes cost like a hundred to two hundred grand to make, right? Yeah. So I like
1: assume so, Yeah. Yeah. Um.
0: As, as well, <laughs> they would have not. They wouldn't have had a budget to make the
2: the the silly straw alien yeah. life form thing. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Likewise, uh, the uh, parent the the Keystone City was Paramount's New York City set. It's um,
1: crazy how quickly I can recognize right. when they're on the New York back lot. <laughs> right.
2: Yeah. Uh,
1: and this I is one like, of my, we
2: live like
0: two miles from that Paramount lot. Don't yeah, we? Yes. yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: And this is one of my favorite little pieces of trivia. Uh, the stock stock footage from the classic film murder on the Orient Express was used for the train. And uh Bull recalled that he had to plead with Rick Berman for a close up of the wheels breaking. Uh, Cause Berman maintained that this would violate the point of view logic in that no one on the holodeck was there to see that. And Bull remarked the sparks coming and all that. I had to have it. Sometimes for drama's sake, you got to break the rules. So I got away with it once.
1: Yeah, it's a fucking TV show. What? I didn't even fucking notice <laughs> it. Yeah, what the fuck, Rick, Rick Berman? Berman?
2: Once again, but it's interesting <laughs> an asshole idiot, right? But yeah. it's interesting that there's this mindset that he had, and kind of like a rule that they had for writing the holodeck of point yeah. of view. So like, it's interesting that when they were doing holodeck content, it had to be what your what a character in the show would actually be seeing in the holodeck right you can't be like doing extraneous shots with that other, no one would right. be yeah. seeing with, yeah because it,
0: yeah. it would be like it's like when you're playing gta 5 or something and you don't see parts of the city that aren't loaded
2: currently yeah yeah, yeah you yeah, don't yeah. see yeah. yeah so like I, I that's mean, a some I interesting feel, trivia yeah. right there on how they like thought about shooting holodeck episodes
1: it's why we never. I tell you get, right now,
2: though, yeah. in the in the Kelvin timeline holodeck, they don't care about those rules <laughs> and give at
1: all. A fuck. There's like a <laughs> whole scene with computer characters talking and and. Nobody who's even in the holodeck there. They're, they're just then, gone. after
2: like a 15-minute scene of them talking, we see the main character enter through the doors like they yeah. w- are just now walking into this scene.
1: I can tell you exactly how it'll play out. The main character will leave the holodeck. There'll be a whole conversation between two computer <laughs> characters, and then one will take this big uh, glowing stone-looking thing and evilly look towards the door as like, MacGuffin, we're going to blow some shit up. That's how that's yeah. how it'll play
2: out. Uh, yeah, <laughs> cool. Oh, that's great. That's right. that's a trivia. That's some
0: good. That's a good some good trivia. I like that trivia. That's good. That's yeah. Good. So let's
2: fly through us and answer this because we've spent some time on other things, which is fine. <laughs> it's great, and I love it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it starts off on the holodeck. We can skip over that, but uh, yeah. effectively, it starts off on the holodeck. Data is doing a play, and Picard's giving some notes, and yeah. then. Crazily enough, Some
1: shit goes wrong. There's
0: an Inception reference here. The a train <laughs> appears in the middle of that holodeck episode, a holodeck program, yep. and nearly, nearly kills Picard and Data. So they yeah.
2: run out. They got to get, we'll get out into of that. there. We'll get into that. Yeah. Um, and then we're like, "What's going on with this program? What's going on?" Uh, and then we come back from credits, and I think, are we on the bridge at this point?
1: I think so. Yeah.
2: And uh, the ship decides to go to warp on its own right
1: yeah yeah like
2: well what's going on ship what why why did this happen yeah we we hear some techno babble and like ideas of like okay where are we going next and (laughs) then uh the ship goes to warp and they're like we we can't do do anything uh and then it stops (laughs) after uh picard is like all right jordy just uh shut down the warp core and jordy's like are you sure it's gonna be like Or no, Riker goes like, "It's gonna be a week before we can get it back up and running if we do that." Picard's like, "Yeah, just do it." Uh, And the ship stops, and Picard gives Jordy
1: credit. Jordy's like, "I didn't do shit." Uh, I love, I love when Picard's like, when shit goes wrong, and he's like, "Picard to engineering," or "Picard to Jordy," and he's like, "Yeah," and he's like, "What the fuck's going on?" (laughs) It's
0: like, "Hey, you look into this."
1: George's like, goddamn. And the fact
0: they figure out that if they had not warped out when they did, the Enterprise was going to blow up because yeah. of some like space anomaly. Space They're like, oh, so the ship showed
2: some self-preservation instinct. Yeah, which like they couldn't see these things, but I guess the sensors picked them up. You know. So then they start like investigating
0: the source of this, like, because the orders came from somewhere in the in the network of, mm-hmm. on the ship. So they go in the Jeffries tube. And what do they find?
1: A uh, uh, candy-colored uh, straw virus. Crazy straw. Crazy <laughs> straw uh, plexiglass virus that's, like, just yeah, sitting looks, there. <laughs> it's a node. They call it a node. A node. A node. Yeah. It's cool. I honestly really love, this is part of my, my love for, like, technology that makes no logical sense. And yeah. next gen hits it out of the ballpark every single time, especially with this thing. Like, what is yeah, that? Yeah, it's like,
0: why would, it, why would it look like that? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Because it kind of, it looks cool on screen. Like, it the does. colors
2: pop. It's very cool. Um, um, it looks
0: different from everything else. Here's,
2: here's another little piece of trivia, now while we're on it. Uh, the emergent sure. life form was a CGI animation created by Amblin Entertainment, Steven Spielberg's production company that also worked on the Sequest DSV television series. Don't know what that is.
0: Wait, wait. Sequest DSV is like TNG underwater.
2: Okay. Uh, they have a holodeck?
0: It's not as good.
2: And the McPherson <laughs> Nebula was an old creation of the visual effects supervisor Dan Curry, who had been experimenting with laser light on plastic surfaces.
1: I love that like it seems like the effects guys are kind of like musicians where they'll make a bunch of beats uh, and then like TV shows will be like, hey, we're looking for something like this, and he's like Oh, yeah, like I made this fucking thing a couple years ago. You want to use that?
2: They're like a mixture (laughs) between musicians and like crazy scientists because they're just like, I wonder what would happen if I took some tinfoil and I submerged (laughs) it in oil and then I shined a laser at it.
0: (laughs) <laughs> that's not as that's not as well known a TNG episode. Yeah, yeah. It's got VFX, but they do, it's out there.
1: So basically, the the whole time the ship is just getting like jerked around by this uh, node, um, and they find out that it's taking them to uh, different dwarf stars to suck out what is it? Uh, Virta, Virta, Juice. Vertiform particles.
2: Verta. Vertiform Virta, city. Vertiform no, city. city. It's verta. Uh, <laughs> fuck. particles uh, or whatever the fuck. V-Town.
1: They yeah, V-Town. So they're trying to um, suck these particles out to it's, feed it's, the baby.
2: It, it's space milk.
1: Yeah. It's space milk. It is but, uh, space uh, milk.
2: Oh, uh, Verdeon particles. Vertion particles. It's sucking uh, Verdeon particles earlier, out of these dwarves. Like Before this, though, we find out uh, through data that the ship has become... Uh, is becoming sentient basically because these nodes start to uh, all over the ship are starting to resemble uh, data's uh, Baby. positronic it? positronic Merle matrix. Net.
1: Yeah, yeah. This really his brain. The precedent that this episode sets is nuts because from this episode on, the ship is a sentient being.
0: No. No, right. Well, we can talk about that later because I, I I don't think it is. No, it's okay. not because
2: in the end the 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 sentient being thing uh, that it, it
1: gets shits it, out
2: everything gets yeah everything gets transferred into this sentient being that then leaves. So Jesus. the ship isn't sentient. It, he, the ship was basically like bec- like the womb for this. Yeah. So
0: it's like, you know, face huggers and alien. <laughs> it's
3: like the Enterprise yeah.
0: <laughs> got a face hugger on it.
3: <laughs> I, and
0: this life form bursts out of the Enterprise chests. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's the life
1: form. Yeah. I do love. And all that's left is a twitching Enterprise D. <laughs> <laughs> I do love, though, that when they bring this to Picard, uh, it's something that I don't see in like, new Star Trek, Picard's like, totally. we need to treat this like a living life form because if this is the way that you, what you say it is, if this is a sentient being, we can't just fucking kill it. Like, we have to give it every right that well, a so sentient like the, being would I have. I love episode. that. Yeah, and they're in a ready
2: room. The yeah. episode ends with that, basically, and Data being Data was like, Picard, like, why did you let that thing go? It could be dangerous. And Picard's whole lines of being like, well, if this is a product of all of Enterprise's like experiences Experiences. and we trust that all of our experiences and all the decisions that we've made have been good and pure and honest then like we have to believe that whatever sentient life form came from that is going to be a good sentient life form
1: what a kick-ass way to end that which is dope
2: as hell it's such a
1: great like
0: near (laughs) the
2: end of tng thing
1: yeah
0: and it's also really really good that this did not happen on ds9
1: Oh totally. my god, they would have murdered it. <laughs> Cisco would have killed thing. this thing
2: immediately. Cisco would have murdered like, it. You cannot risk it. <laughs> yeah. And then if this thing happened What if it is out there? If this thing happened on Voyager, if this thing happened on Voyager, oh. man. Janeway would have been like, can this thing get us home faster? No. Yeah. Kill it. <laughs> how much how much yeah, how much
0: warp? How many light years can we get further if we exploit the energy within this life form? It's like, wait, wait, what? It was like, I mean, it's not is it does it have a does it have a heartbeat yet?
2: No? Okay. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> And is this what have happened in Discovery? the uh, ship would have never happened. Like they would have just no. been like, You mean the ship's coming alive? Blow it up. Just blow it up. Just blow the yeah. ship up. <laughs> just blow it up.
1: <laughs> it's coming live they would have they been like they would be like oh there's a virus on the ship. All right. Uh how can we just eradicate it? Let's fucking kill it as fast as possible. Is it Klingon? That's, Is it Klingon? That's not fair. Kill it. <laughs> Sorry, we're mean. No,
0: you know what? You're right. In the, in the second of discovery, they're like I think we have to blow up the ship cuz it's alive. They do literally they have do that. They do talk
1: about that, yeah. They're
0: like, I think we have to blow up the ship. And they're like, it's 100,000 years worth of data. It's like, yeah, but I think we have to blow it up, though, because I think, I think we just have to kill it. And then the, the ship is like, actually, no, you don't please, get to kill me. Yeah,
1: please don't kill me.
0: There's no self-destruct. I'll do everything. Yeah. <laughs> I am a life form. Like fuck. I guess we have to reboot the show again. <laughs> Go to the future.
1: <laughs> um, b-
0: so you're you're totally right. That is how it it literally played out that way in Discovery. <laughs> the ship became sentient,
1: and they and said they, they tried had to blow it,
0: blow it up. up. <laughs> I before
1: love it. we before we get into the holiday stuff, I want to say. Uh, the amount of times that somebody at a control panel has been just blown to fuck, like Jordy has been, is really concerning to me. Because like, if I was on that ship, I would be so afraid to be to be working at those control panels because they get blown like back far. Like Jordy got fucked it's, up.
0: You're you're totally correct. Uh, it's way too easy to treat burns. I think in the future, <laughs> yeah. and also. You know, the, the one time that it ever made sense, the what people wore in engineering was in the Wrath of Khan and like those <laughs> those original series movies because yeah. they wear like yeah. the fucking gear. Yeah. yeah. They, like yeah. The, the, the white suits totally. and they got the respirators and they're ready for <laughs> they're it. And then with- af- I, and they I guess Starfleet looked at like workplace incidents. It's like, well, it's like 1% of the time and just like, I think statistically it doesn't make sense. Like we shouldn't pay for this.
2: Guys, we can't live in fear. We just gotta do our Yeah, yeah job. we can't
1: live in fear. <laughs> They're working with such like like vulnerable like shit all the time, and they're just walking around
0: like, The warp core is also kind of crazy if you think about it because it's they're like ten feet away from, and, a, a fusion <laughs> reactor. And the yeah. amount of Which, times
1: that they say on the show, "uh, the warp core is gonna fucking explode." There's, there's, a, there's, I a, think breach. there's a breach. Yeah, there's fuck. a breach in the warp core, <laughs> and if that happened to me, I'd be yeah. like, "All right, everyone, get the fuck out of fuck that out. room. <laughs> We're <laughs> shutting it down." <laughs> Core
0: breach, core breach. <laughs> uh, like every time somebody says there's a core breach, I just want there to be one dude who just is just like nopes the fuck out, like, he, like
2: sprints across quit... the screen, like.
1: But it, yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not important. George
2: Costanza in his way out.
1: It's just in the background, like you don't really notice it. So you just see like warp breach, and then in the background you just hear like like sh- 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 shuffling oh out the door.
0: <laughs> Jordy, like he turns around and like everybody's gone. <laughs>
1: I like George Kostanzing his way out of there. There's a war breach. There's a war breach.
0: I'm convinced that Jordy always waits until the last possible second because he loves doing that combat roll under the the, the door as it comes down. He does it
2: multiple times. Yeah, <laughs> Jordy, come on. <laughs> um, there's also talking about like just the 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 information like panels and like pressing buttons on on the panels.
1: I was thinking the this- same thing, man.
2: This episode really, I think, like highlighted to me how much they have to be holding other buttons to be yeah. pressing other buttons. Yes. Like on these data pads or whatever. Because like today in our world, if there were iPads and like touch all over the place, it'd be just like single taps here and there. Yeah. For them, it's like full on like Vulcan mind meld, like okay, yeah. my pinky goes here. Control alt delete <laughs> bullshit of like, okay, pinky. yeah. Uh,
1: well, the thing is, is like they still live in a world at that time where uh, buttons were single function, right? Like they're single function buttons. So all the touchscreen stuff, they're single function touchscreen buttons.
2: The interface doesn't change.
1: The world didn't know that you could have, you know, the interface change to different buttons. And what really blows my mind is them being able to read shit on those buttons. Because when I was seeing Data do it, he was like... He had his fingers yep, all over the screen yep. and he's looking at it. I'm like, what are you looking at? And how can you tell what's wrong with it?
2: I recently for some reason, quarantine, right, rewatched the original iPhone release keynote with Steve Jobs.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and Steve Jobs has wow, this whole that's bottom of the barrel right, content. <laughs> Steve Jobs has this he,
2: he he it's in his speech. He's like, What's wrong with physical buttons? That you can't change them when new things or when you have a new idea or when new things, and he's like, so with our f- iPhone, it's change all touchscreen and things can change as you need them to change. And so like when Dylan said like they still live in a physical button world, it's so true. They they didn't think that like touchscreens could just literally change to whatever they need. So like they would press a button. Also, it comes down to budgetary constraints for them. They're not going to basically put TV screens yeah, and all yeah. these things. They basically print it out pieces of laminate paper and then put it underneath a piece of glass and then which lit it from be- below, below which is cool. great. Like- <laughs> I'll say two things to this
0: effect. One, as a video editor, editor, I com- totally respect anybody who can remember that many yeah. keyboard Absolutely. Oh right. <laughs> <laughs> like everybody in Starfleet just has all the shortcuts re- they memorized. They must have a
1: huge quiz that like, a is lot it- of people fail. Like, you have yeah, to like study for year. years for that quiz. Every
0: year you take a keyboard <laughs> shortcut. Like, oh, God, I have to take the engineering keyboard shortcut quiz. They, like, that's a hard one. Yeah. There's a lot of warp core buttons that you don't want to fuck they up. But changed be careful because they changed recently. a couple things yeah. recently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Version 2. <laughs> oh, hey, is, exactly. Like, is the Enterprise version 2 or is it version 1? They stay on version 1 because it's more stable. Yeah. <laughs> But, they, but every they, now and then
1: they'll switch a panel in and out, and you might yeah. be fine.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, fuck Adobe. Um, the what's the second thing? That was the, the first other, thing. The other thing is I there is a an advantage to, to physical buttons in some ways, though, totally. and yes. it's that they're more reliable. Absolutely.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I I do like that about the Kelvin movies. It's the most we've ever talked about them, but they, they do incorporate some physical buttons every once uh, in a while. Yeah. Question like that. Do
2: you guys think on TNG um, their touchscreens have haptic feedback so you know you're pressing something? Oh, totally. Absolutely. It feels so good. Absolutely. It feels so good. And <laughs> Absolutely. it's like localized haptic feedback too. So, like, you know, it's not like the whole screen doesn't vibrate. It's just like right, right where you press it.
1: Absolutely. Oh, oh that, hell
0: yeah. I want to work on the Enterprise now. <laughs> This is it. This is it. It was the keyboards. Okay. (laughs) Let's. Uh, Do you guys want to check it? We've taken the holodeck.
1: (laughs) Yeah, way too much.
3: Accessing Starfleet archives. USS Enterprise D. Ten forward. Simulating. You may now enter the holodeck.
2: Gentlemen, hey! Oh, hey, hey, Lopak.
1: What's up?
0: I am. I am not frustrated, nor am I angry. However, I just had a conversation with Lieutenant Commander Data that has led me to great concern. Oh yeah. Uh, Okay. As you know, I am directing the Enterprise D's production of the Tempest on the holodeck. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember you talking about that.
1: How's it going?
0: Well, it was going very well. However, Lieutenant Commander Data solicited the opinion of Captain Jean-Luc Picard for his acting.
2: Well, yeah, I mean,
1: that's yeah pretty normal.
0: Picard's a pretty good actor, so. Tra- uh, tra- I am the director of this production. It is illogical to bring in another perspective.
1: Yeah. I, I, I don't think, I mean, act, pe- actors have acting coaches. You
2: know, I can see why you might think that. Are
1: you, LoPeck? Are you a
2: little angry? I am not angry. Jealous? I am not. Something like that. I I I do not
0: feel these emotions. I mean, I, I, at times think about feeling emotions, but it would certainly not be those low base emotions. I, I am simply concerned. Also, Captain Picard had the gall to mention and give notes on the set design of the program.
1: Yeah. Oh. Yeah.
2: It was a little dark. I remember uh, you yeah, kind of coming really in, and asking us to come in and do a, like a, a quick watch. And I think it, yeah. he's right. It was a
1: little dark. We told you it was a little dark. And then that well, vein that's popping up in your head right now, that's where I've seen I've never seen uh, that the, the, vein pop you, up before. You do
0: not understand the vision that I have for the Tempest. See, Prospero oh is God. in the darkness, cut pica-
1: <clears throat> I've never seen you like this, Lopek. Lopek, are
2: you, are you experiencing emotions right now? Cause yeah. When it comes to logic, I think it is kind of logical to get as many opinions about mm-hmm. something as possible, especially <laughs> if you're going to try to do something that you want everyone to like, you know? Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, is, it is as logical as...
0: Uh, I, oh, excuse man. me, I, I need to get a glass of synthahol. For yeah. purely just taste and enjoyment purposes and not to ease any sort of emotional unrest.
1: Well, I can understand your anger there, Lo, cause uh, I'm pissed. I What's lost up, a lot of money on that stupid fucking poker game on the Orient Express. Oh yeah.
2: Yeah, that's a that was a good game. It was definitely no. a good yeah, game. Yeah, Orient Express poker. What do
1: you mean how do you play it? I couldn't I bet I bet like Twenty strips of gold press latinum on that game, and I couldn't figure out how the fuck to play it.
2: It's just like regular poker, you know. It's it's, like, it's, it's effectively poker, but with all, a
0: few different rules. All the
1: cards were the same. They had those weird little colorful things on them. How did you? Well,
0: if you look closely, you'll notice that there are variations
2: in the gameplay. I don't, and I honestly, I wasn't even looking at the cards. I was just kind of doing the whole bluff every hand. This uh, is a, strategy. You, you play the player, you yeah, guys, not the game. You
1: guys are fucking with me. You, you're joking with me right now. You, the, all the cards look the same. They, you, there's well, you, no way that you guys understood how to play that game.
2: Well, no. Like I said, I, I didn't. Wasn't even looking at the cards. Honestly, I was just playing the player, like Lopek said. How did you wait, Tom? Did you not? You had mentioned something about that program. Oh yeah. No, I'm pissed. I, I've been. I love trains. Me and Picard have had conversations about trains. Sure, uh, we both sure kind of love trains. Yeah, and I was making an Orient Express uh, holodeck program uh, because the train on the holiday on the Orient Express was a-, a fantastic train. And then Beverly Crusher asked me if she could use it for like some R and R, and I was like, "Yeah, go for it, totally." Like do it and now everyone's saying that Beverly Crusher's Orient Express program was the one that was like mixed in and helped create the consciousness of the new life that was my Orient Express program not Beverly Crusher's
0: are you
1: sure? I,
0: I am looking right now at the holodeck logs and it is saved under Beverly Crusher she fucking yeah. stole
2: it from me I uh, had it in there and I, then she like co-opted it and then like stole it from me Well,
0: I mean The Orient Express is in the public domain Yeah Murder on the Orient Express Yeah, but I was the one building building the the Orient
1: Express
2: I was building the program I I was building the program
1: I remember everyone The the talk of the town was Beverly Crusher's building an Orient Express It was very exciting I remember when all that was happening You guys Gotta be fucking joking me right
2: now Come on I do not joke yeah, no. Have some of this. You're pissed off. Have some of this whiskey.
0: I am not pissed off. I am merely enraged. I mean, I am merely <clears throat> engaged. Excuse me. I misspoke. I am engaged in a an intellectual. There is um. There is an illogical thing occurring, and I cannot tolerate. I okay. refuse to let it. Uh, I need. I need. I, I, excuse me.
1: I have a suggestion for all of us. You guys going to want to get just totally pissed and go hang out in the holodeck. I feel like we all need to blow some steam off. We can go get some death sticks, you know, uh, some pain sticks, and just kind of poke each other. That might get us us out, you know? Yes,
0: I I would enjoy that. And perhaps cap it off with a game of
1: Orient Express
2: Poker. Oh, that sounds great.
1: Fuck you guys. No, no, we're not doing that. I think we're... I think we're just excited to be back on a normal trek episode. I think the lower decks episode is like, yeah, oh, this is fun, but we can't make fun of everything because they're making fun of everything already. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we have
2: more room to play. Yeah. There's a lot of holodeck content in this, but I don't think we need to spend a lot of time on it because yeah, it's a lot of the same kind of stuff. Um, yeah. So like, we open up on uh, the cold open, which is in the holodeck, and. It's great. I love this cold It's a really open. great sequence. Data's doing a Prospero monologue from Shakespeare's The Tempest. And then he gets almost through the whole monologue and it's like, Picard, you're not even paying attention. And then this cut to, to Jean-Luc Picard, Patrick Stewart just sitting there looking off into space and just turning over. He's like, Data, I can Data. barely see you.
1: Like, I can barely see you. <laughs> this line to me, it it reaffirmed in my head. I'm watching a lot of Voyager and coming back to TNG and listening to Patrick Stewart say, "Data, I can barely see you." Like, he's <laughs> such a good actor. He's the best he actor in all of Star Trek, and you can see it with that one line because you're like, mm-hmm. "Fucking yeah, man! Yeah, you nailed it." <laughs> Sorry to everybody else
2: that- in Star Trek. Yeah, but you have. You can't compete
1: compete. with Patrick Stewart. You just can't,
0: unfortunately. (laughs) Yeah, unfortunately, he is a knighted actor. Sir Patrick. Uh, I also like that it it just reemphasizes how everybody knows that Data does not have emotions, and they just take advantage of that by being rude to him. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, this this sucks, Data. And he's like, hmm, how can I make it suck less? (laughs) Like, nobody mints his words with
2: Data. I can't see you. (laughs) <laughs> this is also a great scene because uh, Patrick Stewart is a classic Shakespearean actor. He's done a lot of yeah. Shakespeare. Yeah. And so we get this scene where Patrick Stewart is explaining Shakespeare to Data. Like Picard is, but shit. it's Patrick yeah. Stewart doing his shit. Like,
0: um, and, and it's a great uh, little seed that they plant there. Good job, B.B. and uh, Joey, Joe Menno uh, of like Prospo's leaving... Prospero is leaving his island. Yeah, and there's a brave new world. That whole brave new world thing. Yeah, some it's great. some good uh, foreshadowing. Yeah, yeah. We also
1: it, get a, a sick train dodge in this sequence. Yeah, super oh, yeah. cool train dodge.
2: Yeah, so he's explaining like that Shakespeare was, you know, he likes duality. He likes uh, it's the end of the Renaissance. He's seeing like the end of all this stuff. He's explaining to Data what the scene is. And then they both kind of like start to get distracted and like looking off into the distance. And we see that there's a train coming in and Patrick's, I mean, uh, Picard's like, "Uh, Data, did you put a train in this for some reason? Data's like, nope. I don't know why that thing's there. (laughs) And Picard's like, all right, computer, turn it off. And then nothing happens. And so they have to do the train dive.
1: It's pretty awesome.
0: And they saw, and then we see sparks. The audience members get to see some sparks. Yep. Even
1: though. Yep. Not in yeah. the perspective of Picard. <clears throat>
2: um and then we go to credits. And then uh the next thing we see in the holodeck is the Orient Express. Um and there's just a bunch of random characters there. Yeah. Yeah. The program's just running. Yeah. And they're like, why why
0: is this happening? And that just happens to be where the ship decided to kind of like before the credits, Form. we
2: also yeah. find out that they've shut down all the holodecks because they can't figure out what's going on with the holodecks and why that happened. So shut them down. Picard tells Data to just shut down all of the holodecks. So it's weird when something's running in this holodeck. You,
1: you know, somebody got right. totally fucked. Somebody was like, I, I know. I, I bet, like, in
0: somewhere <laughs> in season five, somebody got murdered in a holodeck program by accident. And they're like, well,. Technically, they signed a waiver, but we just don't want to. Do- there's already a civil suit Starfleet <laughs> policy now is you just shut down the holodecks when you don't know. When- shut them down. <laughs> it's like at the amusement park yeah. when like one of the bars doesn't go down on the train. like so we just got to stop and it. I just got to shut it all down. You know, people it out.
1: are walking by and be like, oh, somebody got hurt in the holodeck again. Damn. <laughs> do you think there's a caution down.
2: tape? Do you think there's like a, a, a future version of caution tape over all the holodecks?
0: Um, uh, there is a there is precedent for that in the search for Spock. They put caution tape on Spock's quarters <laughs> in that one.
1: I think this is uh, the only reason Section Thirty-One exists uh, is to come clean up botched holodeck jobs. Like they <laughs> they come in right, and everybody it's, thinks it's
0: a cool job, but it's not.
1: They secretly mop up dead bodies when the safety protocols get fucked up.
0: <laughs> oh man. What um, happened here?
2: Somebody forgot to turn off the, the
0: saf- er, to turn on
2: the safeties. <laughs> so basically we find out that the holodeck is the imagination of this emerging new uh Being life form that is the ship. Yeah. 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 Um and so that's why there's a bunch of there's like there's like a knight, there's uh there's like uh a mobster gangster there's like a weird hillbilly so like Cowboy. there's just a bunch of random characters sure. um, but they all represent parts of the ship right? they do uh like the mobster was i think what the weapons or something like that and then like the engineer mm-hmm. was the navigation right uh, uh or the, the knight, i guess is shields i'm guessing the knight's shields yeah yeah um yeah. the hillbilly is just like uh Data. I don't know. Like, what? What is? Yeah, I don't know. What the, is the the hillbilly like? <laughs> what would the hillbilly be?
0: Replicators. Like for for food.
1: <gasps> oh yeah, he's always like they got the best food there on Vertiform Two <laughs> or Vertiform w- City. Vertiform City. Yeah. Hmm. Um, um.
2: So yeah, we find out that this is basically just like the imagination. It's where all the information first gets thrown in, and they're coming up with ideas and. Uh, He's kind of
0: obsessed with creating the silly straw alien. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yes. Yeah. Obsessed. So who goes on first? Is it just Data or is it? uh, No, it's Data Riker Riker, Riker. Worf and. Oh yeah, yeah.
2: Troy, does Troy go? She goes. I think she goes later. I think it's Data Riker and Worf first. Yeah. And they get kicked off because they don't have a ticket. Yes. Uh, I will say that I love the way that they come on. They they
0: don't like immediately get aggressive. Like even Worf is like, I'm going to investigate. Like <laughs> yeah. He's like, I would like to help you finish your puzzle. And they're like, I don't even know what I'm
2: making. Yeah. I'm like, okay, well, that was peace. That was, I tried, guys. Yeah. <laughs> that was, I was like, I tried. I tried. <laughs> I think that's the, is that the second time they go on where the puzzle and the
0: poker oh, game happened? Oh, maybe it is. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's all kind of David Lynchian, as yeah. we so said.
1: This is kind oh, of like, like Trek's version of Inception. Cause mm-hmm. like they're always trying to like fix the thing, but then like the subconscious is always trying to like stop them from getting in totally. and like fixing what's going on. It's pretty fun. Yeah, Nolan so,
0: totally stole so
2: many bits from this episode. Abso-
1: yeah, this is his biggest inspiration for Inception. <laughs> for Inception, the
2: first uh, the first time they go on, they're going on because um, I think they're the most concentrated area of the nodes is, is in the holodeck. And so data is trying to get access to it. Mm -hmm. And, um, the gangster, well, this is where we see the engineer come running out and tries to help them. Uh, yeah. Like the one part of the ship that's like, I don't want this to happen to me. is like (laughs) trying to get them to like help him. And, uh, the gangster kills that part. The engineer just shoots him. Shoots straight. yeah um, so
0: that's like your your subconscious like fight or flight yeah fighting mm-hmm. yeah. um that's what the what's happened and and the so they eventually jet. just
2: kind of get kicked off because they realize that the safeties are probably off
0: yeah uh, and yeah they could for die. the first time ever Riker's like uh, they're like <laughs> okay the safeties are off we're just we're off. I remember what happened
2: I <in> remember what happened season five <laughs>
0: So Safety then a bunch of stuff happens,
2: and Troy is like, I want to go on and see if I can figure some things out. Um, so her, Worf, and I think Data again uh-huh. uh, come on. Riker doesn't come this time.
1: I was hoping um, they'd dress up. I was really bummed that they didn't dress up. Yeah, but like, this, is, this is it.
2: some serious investigation stuff going on. I guess, uh, yeah. They're not there for pleasure. My uh, favorite,
1: because they, they, they basically say, like, let's not try to push them, let's try to help them. And yeah. that'll fix our problem. So they go on, and my favorite part of when they go on that first, that second time or third time is third when time, they're like, the third time, they're like, do you have uh, tickets? And they're like, oh, duh. And they're like, we didn't bring any tickets. Oh, that's the second time. That's the second time for <laughs> that's sure. That's the yeah. second time. But the third time. the first
0: time they get kicked off because they're like, we don't have tickets. Yeah. <laughs> they could have easily just been like, computer replicate like, Three tickets, please. And then well, they, the, forget they don't the have control of ship. Yeah, it's so true. the second time.
2: Yeah, right. And the second time, Worf's like, I have tickets. No,
0: there's one time.
2: The second time, that's the third time. The second time they come on they're just investigating. They're not trying to help yet. They're trying to just figure things out. so funny. Third time time they come on, they're like, okay, I guess we gotta have to help them to try to, Mm -hmm. and Worf's just, and the the guy's like, you're back again. Where are your tickets? And Worf's like,
1: here you go. Boom. <laughs> My favorite part of that whole interaction, though, is when they start getting started, the conductor's like, I need help up front. And, uh-huh. and, um, and Wednesday was like, we need a big, strong uh, guy. Worf, you want to go help? And Worf's like, fuck, <laughs> no.
0: Troy, because at this point, like, they're broken up, right? But, like, they so, used yeah. to date. Yeah. And Troy's like, hey, um, can you go do that? Like, he was doing that shit all the time for her, like, opening jars. And shit. It's like, <sighs> Yeah, but I I'm a complex person. Uh, I like I could help with the puzzle. She's like, "No, just go shovel just some coal." Go
1: <laughs> shovel some coal, please.
2: Yeah. Oh, I uh, love that. Great face. Um Dorn Dorn has a great face. It's yeah. just like, oh. yeah, <laughs> I was going to say the same thing, Dolan. It's just like, oh, really <laughs> oh, oh, damn it. I have to shovel things <laughs> and then you you see him in the in the engine room and he like starts to do it and the the uh conductor's like uh, yeah, but you got to do it. Do it more regularly. Like you have to do it better. And Worf's like, "Fuck, <laughs>
1: fine. Put Jesus. your back into it." Yeah. <laughs>
2: could, could I just? Could I just work alone? Please.
1: Yeah. Could I just leave? How is
0: like? It's like how is this even working metaphorically? Seriously. Like yeah. is the ship? Like as he's shoveling coal,
2: it's like transferring, like rerouting power to different guess. parts of the ship. Yeah. I guess that's that must because be he it. starts shoveling coal, and then we cut to the bridge. And Riker's like, and, we're back at full warp.
1: Yeah. Everything they're <laughs> yeah. doing is affecting the bridge. Does uh oh, and is there it, is
0: a point, by the way, we should mention there is a point where they're like, hey, it looks like we're going like maximum warp and also like the speed that we're going, it's
2: gonna make us lose life support.
1: We're gonna die in two hours. What is it
2: what it was is they like figure out that this little crazy straw thing that's happening in a in a cargo bay is a life form and it could die. Uh, and they're going to a new uh, verdion particle like uh place source source, and Jordy's just like, hey, so we're going to this new place, and it's gonna take us like twelve hours. And uh, Picard's like, okay, well, can the life form last that long? And Jordy's like, yeah, no, it can definitely last that long, but all of the power is now into
1: the warp core, but and we can't. We have two hours of our uh life support left. <laughs> I love that they're they they their immediate thought isn't all right, just fucking kill it. Like let's yeah. uh, we're in danger, let's kill it. They're like, Can okay, we get it? How do it? we make this work? Yeah, how mm-hmm. do we make this work? Uh, but uh, Jordy,
0: can you invent
2: a dwarf store? <laughs> a dwarf star? And so the third the mm-hmm. they when they come back on with the tickets the uh hillbilly this time, the okay. guy with like the corncob pipe and stuff, is like, nope, you can't go. You like stops them basically. It's like you guys can't move any further and they're like no honestly we want to help like we really want to help and so they convince him and they're like fine only one person and then they all both both of them look at data like so data you're the one that's going to go right because like it you're you're the competent one like you you're a- <laughs> um and data goes in to the engine room and like automatically knows how to work a locomotive
1: Yeah, I'm gonna try to slow this down. Is Troy playing poker at this point? Does she sit down and play poker, or somebody's playing poker? The the weird second visit. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha.
2: Um, Which we see all this stuff that they have is the crazy straw. So the cards are all crazy straw alien. The puzzle's crazy, which the puzzle's like a 25 piece puzzle. By the way,
1: how is that? I guess it's, I love a, it, yeah, it's a baby, the, so it's
2: that's why at, it hasn't figured it out. At
1: but. the beginning, when like the sheriff comes on, he like pulls a puzzle piece out of his pocket and puts it on the puzzle. I was like, hey <laughs> I'm <laughs> contributing. I'm contributing, yeah. That's great.
0: They somehow how do they they get kicked off the train or the train stops, right? Mm-hmm. And they go into basically Keystone City. They stop in Keystone City because
2: Oh yeah, I think this the is like the first
0: second, Vertiform city didn't work. Second ver- or third visit, yeah, yeah. And so they go into the city, and I'm like, okay, so the the energy or whatever is going through this hub. Data, can you hack it? And he's like, I'll I'll try to hack it. <laughs>
2: and then Troy right. and whoever she's it's with under go a manhole cover. On. Yeah, the right. hub's under a manhole cover, and Troy's following right. the gangster because he has a brick that he stole from the engineer that they shot dead. Right, they killed him, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so they follow, they follow the gangster, data's like trying to figure it out, and then a taxi comes like flying by and almost kills data. Uh, um, yeah, he just combat rolls, second combat roll of the episode, second combat roll of the episode. Um, and then we cut over to them, uh, following the gangster, and that's when we see him put the brick like in the brick wall. Yeah. And she's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I'm laying the foundation."
1: <laughs> it's so, yeah, it's so like laying the foundation. It really like is David Lynchy, right? Like super, super David, Lynch-y. So David Lynchy, for sure. Cuz
0: it is. It's like the ship's subconscious. It's its yeah. dream. And yeah. that's yeah. like everything David Lynch does is like this is the subconscious. Nightmare. Yeah, is, yeah. Totally. Uh, and then we like cut back to, oh no, later we pop back to like, Data, how's progress going on? Like we got the, hacking the, we got thing. the little communicator.
2: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like data. Are you so there? it's like a great visual gag. <laughs> so and you good. hear Data through the communicator yelling basically, like, everything's okay. We had a small hitch. And then it cuts <laughs> over, and Data just has his hand like- on the taxi has stopped the taxi dead in its
1: he's <laughs> iron manning the taxi. It's just like <laughs> no nope. Captain America, yeah, yeah, and like yeah,
2: and then yeah. like fiddling around with his other hand, which is so him. funny that like the ship couldn't out th- outdo data because data is just super fucking strong.
1: <laughs> he's a superhero in any other universe, he would be made to be a superhero. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, like
2: in the Picard universe? Yeah. Which I read I read an article that they're I don't yes. think it's I don't think it's uh in production anymore, but they had a idea for a Star Trek like, cuz they're just trying to shit out as much Star Trek just content as they can out, now. Yeah. And they had uh in development for a little while a Star Trek movie series that would basically be superheroes in Star Trek. And I was like, "Fucking what hell, that's the so fuck? dumb." No, yeah. I
1: love these ideas. These ideas are <laughs> truly like smooth-brained, like mind-boggling ideas that executives yeah, like are like. Some executive at Paramount's like
0: the kids love the kids love <laughs> superhero movies, <laughs> and our Star Trek movies could be good. But
2: <laughs> Put them what if
1: <laughs> the be- The only way I could see that happening is specifically through the holodeck. I would really fuck with if in discovery they had a holodeck program and like uh michael burnham is just like in there as like captain marvel doing some really cool shit and somebody comes in and is like hey man like we gotta go and she's like oh cool i was just you know fighting off the fucking red schools yeah i was just playing you know i'd be cool with that i would be fun <laughs> yeah I'd be
0: fun. yeah but actual super it's like no. yeah their queue is exists you know like they're just
1: yeah
2: the scaling well, of power oh, um and- Star Trek in is in the article I read, uh, yeah. the uh, the Q would be involved in this uh, Ugh, superhero of course. type of course. Sh- like movie.
1: Because they are, soup- they're just, they're gods. They're gods. Yeah. So they <laughs> yeah. were
2: definitely <laughs> trying to ride that Marvel wave probably 100%. That's over.
1: God, lunatics, man. That is like um, step number one to like these people have no idea what the fuck they're doing. Right. Like oh, really no clue.
0: Just make good Star Trek. Just make it good.
2: Seriously. Anyways, that was that's basically the yeah. holodeck. Did we miss anything? There's an earthquake. Oh. There's an earthquake. There is an, an earthquake.
1: earthquake. Troy gets yeah. hit with a brick. Bunch um, of bricks. That's how they find out. Pretty that, dangerous yeah. with those safeties off. Yeah, exactly. Right.
2: Yeah. Oh, and there is a point where they're going to go back into the holodeck, and Beverly Crusher goes like, the holodeck safeties are still off, Troy. And you didn't get hurt too bad this time, but you could die. And she's like, I want to figure this out. I'm going back in.
1: I forgot how in these hero. late episodes, everyone's hair gets like super cool. Yeah, like everyone's hair is like really big and flowy, and like very a lot mid-90s. of makeup. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like Jordy has like a very mid nineties haircut. Like, yeah, it's kind of like square here, but like yeah, it's, it's great.
1: great. It's so good.
0: Yeah. So Picard then, Card has a very smooth bald head.
1: <laughs> I I actually had this thought. I was like, everyone has seemed to come into their own. Everyone looks their best right now. And they're not their youngest, but their best. Riker has his, like, kind of, sp- I don't know, spike. I don't even know what it is, but, like, spiky kind of. And,
0: and there's some gray in his beard all- yeah. Yeah, at this point. Mm-hmm. It, it Worf looks has, nice like and sophisticated
2: pomped-up little, like, ponytail. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which he retains through DS9, right? He does, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. I, oh, yeah. oh, we need to talk about this. This is the longest episode ever. But <laughs> the, I shared with you guys this thing that I found on Reddit.
1: Uh-huh. He has no ears or it was on Twitter. Yeah,
0: it's like, have we ever
2: seen worse' ears? I don't think so. In this episode, I can't we didn't. Think of it. Although, did you see the? I don't know if the picture I sent right afterwards. Uh, it's is from it's from an his actual grandfather. episode. Oh,
0: okay, it's, his grandfather. it's from a movie. The Undiscovered Country. Got it. So Michael Doran plays his own grand, Wharf's grandmother cool. in that movie. Well, we'll have and you do to, see his ears there. Yeah. And I was one, I was like, is this why it always felt a little weird when I was a kid? Because I could see his ears.
1: <laughs> we we need to do a constant uh, wharf ear lookout. We'll do updates We're, on that con- for should. every episode. We could do a
2: whole other podcast. About- we could say no, I think <laughs> finding, finding Wharf's ears. Quick segment on this podcast. Really easy. Uh, in this episode, did we see Worf's Sears? No, we did not. Yes no, or no? no. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on.
1: I want to release this as <laughs> a separate one-minute episode. Separate one-minute bonus episodes. Did yeah. we see Worf's Sears? No.
2: <laughs> one minute, like 15
0: seconds.
3: Let's rate it. Yeah, let's rate it. Let's, let's rate do it. it.
2: So how
0: about that dialogue? Dialogue, I think it's pretty good. Uh, it's pretty good. I mean,
2: we we open up with some Shakespeare. That's pretty. You open up some that's Shakespeare. That's true. You're right. Uh, the dialogue of like all this like weird stuff on the on the Orient Express, uh, like what are you doing? Laying the foundation. Like there's some pretty good dialogue in there. I think.
0: Yeah, I think all the characters are are well written too. Like mm-hmm. the engineer, Hayseed, and uh, yeah, the hitman are all. Properly, their their genre, the conductor, and the knight said nothing.
1: The knight said nothing. It didn't like tight lipped. I, I didn't think it was incredible. I thought it was serviceable. I thought the Shakespeare was great because it's Shakespeare, and his like explanation for it was really good. But the stuff on the train, I, I thought it was three. kind of okay. Yeah, I, I three is kind of where my three point five at
0: three five. Darius yep. is
1: just trying to fuck my big episode. tempest fan.
0: <laughs> big tempest fan. How about romance? zero. Big There's absolutely
2: goose, no big romance in this episode. Egg, yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, well, I'll always be the one who pitches weird shit for romance. And if you think about this, the ship is learning to Pitch love it.
1: itself. <laughs> mm, <laughs> okay. And its child. alright I'm
0: going to give it a point
1: 0.5. Fuck you, no. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> you. I can't
2: let Dylan tank this completely I, just that's, to say That's save. a
1: valid one. Hey, that's
2: a hey, valid honestly, one. Honestly, this, this one it. I'm not, yeah, this one, I, while I was watching the episode, I was like, yeah, it's getting a zero in romance. There's just no romance.
1: <laughs> nothing in it. there.
2: Yeah. So it's not Dylan tanking this it. Like, is not I was going to give this a zero this from the is very val- beginning. That's
1: a valid response. Okay.
2: okay. All right. Fucking action. Young. Ooh,
1: there's some, some good great action. action. Quite good. The getting gunshots, hit by bricks, getting gunshots. Hit by bricks. Yeah.
2: Diving out action dives rolls little little the, coal shoveling yeah the, sparks on a train the train dives this is, is almost really as action packed as you can get within a Holideck the, ta-
0: the taxi stunt and everything is yeah. good mm-hmm. holding a taxi I give it a five I was gonna give it a five as well
1: oh I feel bad now this is not specifically because I I'm gonna give it a four because I can think of other episodes that have better and more action. That's all. That's
2: fine. But you also do realize that you don't have to dock something because other episodes have more of something. Yeah, how did this not, feel to you?
1: It felt okay. If I'm going to be completely honest, this episode felt serviceable to me. I didn't think it was incredible. So all the stuff oh. in it was like pretty good. Nothing really jumped out as incredible to me. That's why I'm I'm legitimately not I didn't even think about the, uh, take, check me out to the, take me out to the holodeck or whatever until Darius brought Uh, it up. So these are all non-biased. I think,
0: I think if this episode were a deep space nine episode, Dylan's points would be way higher.
1: No, get out of (laughs) here. Get out of here.
0: Suspense. It's pretty suspenseful. To me, it's, it's pretty suspenseful episode. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, it's asking questions over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What the fuck is going on? Yeah. What is
2: Um, going on? Real quick. Uh, yeah, I just gave it some thought and uh, I'm going to change my a- action to a four. I think Dylan kind of sold me. Uh, sorry.
0: Then I'm changing Thank mine you. to a six as usual. <laughs> All right. Well, I was going to give suspense, suspense a four, but I'm going to give it a five. Well, I'm,
1: this is, this Sus- is a game now. This is a fucked up game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I just don't know how much more suspenseful. Yeah. I'm trying to think episode like episode is going to get
2: like, it's really susp- – the, w- they're trying to figure out what's going on. It's literally yeah. a mystery, and it's taking place on, the on a mystery Express. train. Yeah, yeah, on the Orient Express, which is – yeah. So suspense for me is definitely a five.
1: Um, yeah, I'd, I'm going to give it a 4.5. <laughs>
2: okay. All right. <laughs> That's
1: fine. That's my bias right there. I'll, I'll take it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, how about camp? Data holding back.
1: A taxi <laughs> yeah. is pretty campy. It's pretty awesome, yeah.
2: Yeah, and a lot of the dialogue, um, laying the foundation. All
1: the, ca- the characters are pretty campy. Yeah,
2: Hayseed's pretty campy, uh, but I don't necessarily think that it's like a five-worthy camp. Like, it's not super campy, so either. but it's got some good camp. I was going to give it a three.
1: Yeah. I think, I think three is
2: is where I sit on that, too.
1: I'm going to give it a 2 Five.
2: Your bias is really coming in now.
1: Yeah, because you guys are playing this fucking game, Jan. You're not playing, playing the game. game.
2: I'm not playing game. I'm not playing <laughs> game. You, you, you got me to take a point okay. off of one of my. All
1: right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I, I, I think the
2: it. stakes are
0: very, very high. high. The stakes are very high. Are I'm going to give it a five.
2: Oh yeah. I don't think if safeties this isn't a five. Yeah. The like, safeties
1: are off. That every time is, they go in, yeah.
2: they know that now too. Every time they go into the holodeck, they know they could die.
1: Like that's stakes,
2: valid. It's a five for me. So
0: not not yeah, exactly. Not only is the holodeck dangerous, but also what hap- what is happening in there is going to affect totally. the total ship. Yeah. yeah.
1: I would say five. They've got guns and their the safeties are off. All right,
0: computer. What is our final score?
3: Calculating three point three six
0: Which puts it above fistful of datas See, and does knock take me out to the hall suite from this, the playoffs.
1: All right. Our, I know our ranking system is perfect, but this is not better than Fistful of Datas. I'm sorry. I just it is not. Fistful of Datas is the way better.
2: System. Well here's here's like I said at the beginning of the episode, and I'll say it again. I think this episode and Jan said this earlier on too when we were talking about it offline. Um this episode plays really well with our rating system, but as an episode, as like an engaging holodeck episode, I don't think it's it's high up there. Like I don't think it's a great episode. Like
1: It's okay. Um
0: it's I okay. I think that the whole episode as a whole, I know you say it was serviceable, Dylan. Yeah. But I think it's like if we're we're often complaining about how new Trek is not very trekky. I don't know how much more Trekkie it can get than like your spaceship coming alive oh, no, and no. finding a way no, to they, help it. Episode as a baby. whole,
2: this is a great also, episode. It's a great episode. Oh, I'm just okay. talking episode about the holodeck whole, this stuff. This is amazing. Yeah, the holodeck gotcha. stuff is
1: like, it's cool. It does the thing where it involves the holodeck with what's going on in the ship. Like, gotcha. It, it's just like- gotcha. In terms, But if, of you like,
2: were, if we were to watch the holodeck's content purely by itself, without anything yeah. else in this episode, Fistful of Datas and everything in the top five before this- is way better when it comes to holodeck content than this. I, but this just happens to play into our rating system very well. It's like a hack into the our one, rating system. No,
1: the I, one I know is going to win. The one I know is going to win out is the uh, one of the first few holodeck episodes on Voyager, where the Doctor goes into the holodeck and becomes like a knight. Not a knight. It's a it's Beowulf. He goes into yeah. Beowulf. There's romance, oh. there's action, there's suspense. It's like- it It's is Harry the-
2: Kim's Beowulf program, yeah. and the doctor's the only one that can like save the day, basically.
1: Because people will die in there. They get sucked up into this thing. That's yeah. my new crusade. That's the one I'm- <laughs> We're going to go to that one. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, yeah. But yeah, like overall, it's an amazing episode. It's, it's a good one episode. Of the, one of the best, I think. I mean, it's really, really tricky, like you were yeah. saying. It's a great way great. to end a series. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I, uh, one last thing I'll
0: mention is like just like David Lynch movies, people who like David Lynch love those movies, and but you can't really recommend those movies to to everybody. Yeah, like most people are not going to dig that experience. No, Uh, so I agree with you guys.
2: Uh, You said one more thing, Darius. Oh no, I was just going to say it was it's like as an episode, it's a great Star Trek episode, but as a holodeck only content while it rates really high with our system i don't necessarily think holodeck only is the best
0: so this is this is the third best episode on the holodeck according to our ranking system but it is the only one in the top 5 that is a no for watching just for the holodeck content wow it's very strange
1: we got problems. Well, it was a
0: yes for you. you know, so. Yeah,
1: it was a yes for you. Yeah,
0: but we you know we go with majority. And it's it's two no's and one it's, yes. It's hard so. to
1: deny this episode because it's a good episode, you know. It is. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But but purely from the watch it just for the holodeck, that's a no. Which is interesting. Um, okay, what are we gonna do next
2: week? I think we're gonna do alter ego, which is Voyager, uh season three, episode fourteen. Um Dylan, do you want to give a little what bit of uh, yeah. a teaser Harry Kim
1: falls in love with a um, holodeck woman. Um, Sold. Yeah, and yeah, he falls in love with a holodeck woman, and then Tuvok kind of falls in love with her too, and there's some- there's I was going to say,
0: does Tuvok bang again?
1: Tuvok does not bang. <laughs> he gets close to banging, uh, but- Tuvok there, does not bang. It, this is basically Voyager holodeck love triangle is kind of what's going Always. on. Always. Yeah.
0: It's Voyager, such a sitcom.
1: It's awesome. It. Yeah, I'm loving Voyager. Yeah. It's a good time.
2: Great. Hey, uh, guys, make sure you subscribe to Track to the Holodeck uh, and leave us uh, a review, uh, rate us, leave us a comment on yeah. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google po- Podcasts, wherever you listen to our podcasts. It really helps us if you yeah. rate. And comment because that bumps us up on the lists. And share yeah. that shit. Yeah,
0: and share even, it. Uh, we're on
2: Instagram and Twitter too, so check us out uh, there.
0: We post a lot of weird memes and videos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We
1: also have a Discord that we're recording on right now. If you want to hop in on that, um,
0: yeah, you can you can listen to our live
2: recordings
1: on Discord. Yeah. yeah the link to our whole... Discord
2: is on our uh, Anchor FM uh, site, so, yeah. Yeah, so you can we find got a it whole there. little thing. got
1: memes, places to chat about, all sorts of Star Trek. Uh, The voice for the Trek to the Holodeck computer is provided by Verona Blue. Intro Intro and outro music is by (laughs) artist (laughs) Bodyline.
0: I guess you're the editor of these episodes, so you get to decide who who (laughs) does it. it Uh, Intro and outro music is by artist Bodyline. It's available on Bandcamp. We're using it with permission of the Midwest Collective.
2: Yeah, and uh, thank you, Jan, for going in and throwing in all those uh, voice clips and stuff on top. Oh, of Oh yeah, music. well that's a
0: thank you to CBS Viacom, Viacom <laughs> CBS for that,
2: for letting me free use that stuff, uh, fair use that stuff. Which reminds me, uh, we are a fan podcast and we celebrate Star Trek. We have no affiliation with Viacom CBS or any other Star Trek rights holders. We just like to use their stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah fuck them
2: we sure do no I mean
0: use it in a transformative
2: in a transformative, way, th- from a legal perspective yes and we enjoy the content that they are giving us so
1: yeah they're shitting out of their their <laughs> corporate buttholes yeah we all get the shit out of content
2: okay CBS, not just you we're helping we're helping more people come into the fandom that will then give you millions and millions of dollars
0: computer
1: he spent virtually every free hour in the hollow suite. And for a while, I almost forgot he was a hologram. That means the holodeck safeties
2: are off. Computer, execute complete shutdown of the holodeck. All hall holo simulations have been terminated.